everyone. Welcome to the On Call Room, a Grace Anatomy podcast with your hosts, Bree and Abby. The end. We need to think of a like more unique way to start. Sup, bitches? Or do you think people like um, they know whenever they start it, like they're gonna hear us? They're just fumble on our words. They're just gonna hear us talking about something, right? That's we don't always even say. Lately, we have though, and I can't stop saying it. Well, I think it makes sense because it's (laughs) a podcast, and we should be welcoming our our members, our (laughs) our listeners. I really wonder, like, where people are when they're listening. Like, where do you listen the most? To this podcast or no, to any podcast? Any. Um, I usually listen to podcasts when I'm, like, cleaning the house. Or that's usually when I listen to them. I used to listen to them at work when I could. But now I have a job where I sit in front of people all day. <laughs> so that's not an option. Not a thing. So it's usually, like, when I'm home, bopping around by myself. Do you ever find that when you're having a phone conversation with someone you I get so much done oh yeah you put your headphones in and all of a sudden your house is clean you're scrubbing like baseboards (laughs) and you're like why what am I doing yes it's my favorite thing when it it happens and like overtakes you and then you're like how did this happen because it's like you're not actually you don't have to think that you're doing you don't have to think about the fact that you're doing right like what if you're not like talking to someone then you're just like this sucks i'm scrubbing baseboards well and also i feel like it's not like i feel like i'm wasting my time when i talk to people i can't just sit but yeah i do feel like i either have to have wine in my hand (laughs) or those are the two options like or cleaning right or driving right Headphones. Don't hold your phone up. No, idea. that the AirPods have changed my life. Yeah, I need the to wireless get some ones. They're. I didn't. I thought they were stupid. Now I'm like, they're like my new little best friend that lives in a cute little case. But you know what would suck is losing one. Yeah. Yeah, but like to me, they, like I always, I feel like it's more likely that I'd lose the case because I I always put them back in it. But that's what I mean, like losing right, the case. That would suck. I know. You could buy, if you were one of those people that did tile, Oh, you, you could put, put a, a tile on it. Yeah. I thought about that. I probably But I guess you would probably just put them in the same spot, like, I where you put in my head- purse. I just phones. always carry them, like, my wallet now. Yeah. I, like, today at Trader Joe's, I wore headphones and grocery shopped, which... I I've, always do that. I've never done that. I don't know why. What? Yeah. I do not want anyone to fucking speak to me yeah. while I'm... Well, grocery. the only problem with these is no one can really see that you're listening if your hair is down. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Say whatever you want to me. I will just disregard. Ignore, ignore. I bought a lot of stuff at Trader Joe's today. I went there. What'd you buy? Well, I was very hungry when I went. Oh, terrible idea. And then I bought all like pre-made or frozen things. Oh, Like yeah. nothing that actually involves me having to cook. Well, that's a good idea. They though. have these good pasta salads. One's lemon basil and it's, it's so good. It has zucchini. And then I had a Mediterranean. I got a lot of pasta salads. It's the, that type of weather cools you right down. It's barbecue weather, bitches. I went there before I went on my family trip this weekend because oh. I was in charge of bringing snacks. And I got there and there were 7,000 snacks. So no one ate my snacks. <laughs> so now I have snacks. Wait, which what do you I mean? never have snacks in the house. What do you mean there was. 7,000 snacks. People just brought... Oh, every, snacks. everyone, everyone did. My parents and my mom okay. was like, bring some snacks. And I was like, okay. So it was like chips and salsa and like pretzels and pita chips and cookies. So and now we should go to your house. Yeah, they're all, it's all at my house. It's dangerous. I ate all the cookies. <laughs> so stupid. It's, I brought them for breakfast today. I was like, <laughs> this is what I'm having for breakfast. Um, cookies. I, I am addicted to cookies as you, so you brought, you brought one over, which was, you know me. Yeah. Um, I also, Trader Joe's bought, they have like these like cute bags of like homemade type cookies. I have to have cookies in my house at all time and I have to eat one. I eat one on the way to working out, which I don't know why, but my brain is like, well, your body needs a little bit of fuel. I think you're addicted to sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I think I actually was talking to Rachel about this. It's like this reward system in your head of like needing sugar after every meal. Well, yeah, it's to me, it really became a thing after I worked at a summer camp where literally every meal there was like a dessert, like a Rice Krispie treat, a cookie, pudding, something like in the (laughs) breakfast. It was like a little donut thing. Like you always. So I just associated that. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it, though. I I think it's salty, salty, sweet. 
Yeah, it's fine. I don't. And then I, I need salty again. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So I end with some potato chips. It's totally fine. I ate half a cookie today after my salad. And then I was asking Abby if she wanted any, and she was like, "Yeah, save me." I stuff. just meant not I this minute. Like, I could have like <laughs> pounded that whole cookie. I also like the Trader Joe's people because they're so nice. Oh my god, they're just there. They always make great comments about what you buy. It makes Wait, great. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. They make great comments about what you buy, and they're wonderful. They never make fun of your list. <laughs> Yeah. He was like, this honey almond shrimp, great choice. Love it with fried rice. Oh, look, you got the fried rice. You're on the right track. And then I felt like my day was starting out right. Well, you know what's funny is I have, sometimes I feel like they say the same shit to everyone. Oh, yeah. Because I get this lady checking me out, <laughs> like, multiple times. And every time she does she makes a comment about the wet cat food I buy and how she buys it for her cat and her cat really likes it. And that's all we ever talk about is this fucking wet cat food. And so I realized, like, she probably says that to every... And she doesn't remember me ever. Right. Do you think she has a cat? Well, I would hope so. Do you think would she, she actually buy buys- wet cat food for herself? <laughs> I thought it was like, just a, like she's faking you out. Like, she'd say that if oh, you... Oh, like, she seems genuine. Okay. Like... That's Next true. time I should ask her what her cat's name is, she'll probably stumble. Yeah, do that. What if she was like, furball, and then the next time I ask, she's like... Yeah. Kitty. Yeah. You should... Furball. You should, uh... Next time you just go right away and be like, how's your cat? <laughs> and just ask right off the bat. Throw her off. Well, wouldn't that be kind of creepy? I mean, she tells you about her cat every time you go there. That's true. I, um, always get free stuff, too, but, or, like, not always. What? It's happened a couple times where I'm, like, I think, what did I say? I was, like, do you know a sauce that would be good on this? And then, oh, and then they're, yeah. like, oh, yeah, we recommend, oops, my pen. They're, like, we recommend this one. Re- and then I'm, like, oh, okay. Recommend my pen 15. And then I go, I'll just get it next time. And they're, like, no, 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 what, here, why don't you get it? You try it. If you don't like it, return it. And they've given it to me for free. Return it for what? Like, for my money back. Or, no, wait. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think just, I don't know. If I didn't like it, I don't have to keep it in my fridge. Just bring it back and then yeah. they'll take it off the shelves because you don't like it? Something like I that. I think you just have, you're the queen of Trader Joe's. I almost said TJ Maxx. I am the queen of TJ Maxx. <laughs> you're the queen of Kohl's. Kohl's. Fucking Kohl's. Love it. Um, how was your weekend? It was good. I had a wedding. It was chaotic. I survived. Well, I want to know what that means. I... I don't know who listens. <laughs> was it just like a lot going on? It was a lot going on. I mean, it, it was it was so good. And like at the end of the night, the bride and I like said I love you to each other. Like oh. it was a moment. She also, I think if she does listen, she would appreciate that she texted me afterwards and said, you're the baddest bitch. That oh, was her. I love that. And I was like, "Is that, I think that's a compliment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was great. It was a lot of logistics and just a lot of craziness but it was very cool i'm gonna get this wrong um there was a really cool like moment her family is like middle eastern and i am cannot remember the like exact like what they are it's like cal something i feel like a dimwit that i can't remember but they did this amazing iraqi drum ceremony like at the reception with like this one guy with like a horn little horn like very small Mm -hmm. and then this guy with a big ass drum and they like did like a parade and everyone danced and then they went into the cake cutting room and this music was playing and like all I can think of is like when you think of it's like like I don't know that was a really really good rendition um it was so loud. Like, the drums were, like, guttural. Like, it was, oh, like... Yeah. And everyone was just, like, bouncing and dancing. And it went on for, like, an hour. And this guy, it's kind of like the bagpipes, where there's a constant airflow, either in or out. Like, because uh, there's not notes. It's just, like... It's, like, uh, all, like, airflow. I don't know how he did that for an hour. Yeah, you would have to be... It was incredible. Like, I... Why did it go on for an hour? It was just... I feel like... Well, for a while, the bride forgot to, like, go into the cake room, so they were just dancing in the oh, room, and then yeah. I had to be like, come this way. Oh, so and it was so loud, about, you could... That's what you mean about, like, logistics. But I think at, at those weddings, if it's a full whatever that culture is called wedding, that that's how... They, like, pick the bride up from their house and play that music all the way until she gets to where the ceremony is, and then it, all the way back. Like, it happens for hours. Wow. So it was really cool. And it was like a very Catholic ceremony. So it was weird. Quite, yeah, they were, you know, pleasing both, both families. Both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. 
That is what makes me nervous about weddings. Um, because, like, part of it feels like... I understand that, like, you want to, like, pay respect to yeah. your family and how you were raised and stuff. But, like, ultimately, it's about you starting a life with someone. Right. And I just feel like I would almost just kind of want, like, my immediate family and, like, a couple close friends. I know you talk about wanting a big party, but, like, maybe have a big party later. But, like, the actual ceremony and stuff, like... I don't know. It just the yeah. more the older I get, the more stressful that sounds. Yeah, to me. I think like for for them, like they also like they wanted it that way. I think if you've ever forced in that situation, that's when it sucks. Like you should truly do you. Yeah. Um, and also though, I mean that is stressful. Like weddings are just I don't know. So I basically I it was an awesome day, and then I came back on Sunday and I felt emotionally drained because I felt like I held space for like forty people's emotions. Oh yeah. In one day, like I mean that's what I do, and so I like was like dead sort of on Sunday. And it was or, Father's Day. Yeah, so which happy, I did a lot of things. Happy, oh my Father's gosh. Day to any of our listeners who are fathers. I know we, I think, have one. Yeah. Who's your favorite father on Grey's Anatomy? Spoiler alert. Oh, not Owen. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not even fair. He wants to be a dad. Uh, that wasn't fair. Probably. I can only think of Derek and Jackson. What if I was like Thatcher? What if I was like Thatcher? Uh, I was going to say Oh, I almost choose Chief because he, they may not be his blood, like Meredith, but but he's like so good to them. And then he he finds out about Maggie and like, I choose Chief. Or Jackson's a pretty good dad. Mm -hmm. He just seems like the obvious choice. Yeah. Maybe Chief or. I would have liked to see Burke as a dad. Well, we do. Not really, but oh, in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does get to become a dad, right? Like but I would, I would have liked to like seen him. Yeah, and I don't think. I think Derek's a good dad, but like whatever. Yeah. Probably chief. I'll. I'll Karev would be a good dad too. Do we think Karev's going to become a dad? Oh, I guess that is could happen. Yeah, but it could still happen. That would be great. See, Although it's not like, like a they're good ch- uncle. Oh, Sloane. Oh, he was a good dad. It's not like they're... He probably has more children than we even know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not like, though, we ever get to see these people being, like, hardcore parents. Like, they, like, show them for a minute, which is fine. Oh, I like um, Bailey and her husband, too, even though that's not his son, but... I do love the dad, the random dad who his son is a ballerina and, like, has a leg bone cancer problem. Oh, I kind of remember this. And it's, like, later episodes, and they have to, like, do surgery, and, like, his dad knows nothing about it, but he's like, that's my son, he's a beautiful dancer, oh, you know, and, like, I, you save remember, his leg. You remember them better than me. We'll get to it someday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did you do anything with, uh, Happy Father's Day, Tom? Oh, Happy Father's Day, Greg. There we go. Do you know that sometimes we call because you call your mom Denny, like Greg and Denny, I sometimes forget what your dad's name is. Like, I'm like, which one is it? Oh, yeah. Is like, it Denny? Yeah. I know it's Denise is your mom. But like, in my brain. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid someday I'm going to be like, how's your dad Denny? Denny. Yeah. Because <laughs> like Denny Duquette, man. Yeah. Um. Well, this weekend, my, <laughs> my nephew calls my parents Mimi and Poppy. Yeah. So and... Cute. Um, but this weekend, Bing learned that Mimi and Poppy have names. Oh, exciting. And so he just kept saying like, uh, that, 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 and he would stutter and he would point at my daddy and we would say, that's Greg. <laughs> and then he like, wouldn't call him Poppy all weekend. Oh, no. He would call him Greg. And my dad was like, thanks a lot, Denise. Now my grandson yeah. is calling me How Greg. How is, imagine when you have your own kids and then they find out that you have names. Yeah. I guess they must know because other people are calling them. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thought. But, like, my parents, I don't know what your parents do. I mean, your parents are divorced, so I don't know how they refer to each other. But my mom always says your dad. You know, like, she doesn't say Greg. So, growing up, too, like, you say, like, your dad. Your dad. Right, right, right. But I guess I mean when other people would be like, hey, Greg. You know? But when I talk to my nephew, I'm not, like... When they're that young, you're like, you no, say you mama. Say, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But I just mean he might hear you talking to your 
Well, you don't call your dad Greg. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. This guy, I don't know. But yeah, so you were out on a lake living Dude. life. Yeah, went up. Um, let's see, how many were there? Like nine adults and four grandchildren. You were almost out. Not, you weren't outnumbered. Um, yeah, almost. Uh, we went up to Traverse City. Well, we went up to uh, the peninsula. Leelanau? Yeah. Is it, or is it Leland? Yeah. Leelanau. Leelanau. Yeah. And we were, um, we rented this big house for Father's Day weekend. Johnny K had his first family vacation with us. He survived. Um, it was good. All in all, it was good. I will just say that, like, being in the same space as your family nonstop can be a thing. Isn't it bizarre that we, like, lived with our families? Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, it was a lot of fun. I mean, like, we went wine tasting, and my sister and her husband just bought a boat. So they brought the boat up and put it on Lake Leelanau. But we had, like, shitty weather. Uh, It's raining right now, but it rained. It was supposed to be, like, 90 degrees on Saturday, clear skies, and it rained till, like, 2, which was really shitty. Yeah. So we went on, like, a late boat ride, and we ended up wine tasting and said... But then Sunday, it was supposed to be, like, beautiful and ended up being beautiful. But we all woke up to go to breakfast early with a fucking thunderstorm. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm. It's raining again. And we just wanted to, like, go out on the boat, have a good time. And ended up clearing up. And so we got out on the lake for, like, a couple hours. We went out. And then we got stuck in a rainstorm and so came back in. Who's driving the boat? Adam, my brother-in-law. And then went back out, and yeah, it was just a nice pontoon. I jumped in like Leelanau because I had to pee really bad. (laughs) Was it so cold, though, that you couldn't pee then because you're shocked? I was, it wasn't that, it was cold, but it wasn't that cold, but I was just laughing really hard. Yeah. And then they don't have an anchor yet, so I felt like the boat was drifting (laughs) very far away, so I started panicking. Speaking of that, we need to see a drift because there's a scene. Oh, yeah. Um, And then... Um, oh, this was a story I wanted to tell. So it was like kind of on and off rain. Um, and Sunday morning woke up and it was storming and I came in to wake up Johnny K or just like kind of awake, but I was like, you, I just got out of the shower. I was like, you need to get in the shower because we need to go to breakfast. So we were both standing in front of the window and I swear to God, I think the lightning that hit (laughs) struck right outside our window onto the driveway. I never screamed so loud in my life. I didn't know that this tone could come out, but I was like, oh, Jesus. And Johnny K lifted his knee to his face and jumped backwards. And I realized then, and like covered his face, I realized then that if there is ever anything terrible happening, He's going to shove me forward and he's going to retreat. It was like, I just kind of like waved my arms in the air, but he like had the respect, like in my head, him jumping on one foot and like cowering. Anyway, it was really fun. I had a moment like that with Jake on our honeymoon. We went to, we were up north. Uh, we were in Mackinac Island and there was like a haunted house, but I thought it was just like, not really like just one with like weird things. Like, you would just walk around. Like, I didn't think there was, like, people that were to scare Oh, you. it was, like, a haunted house. Like, yeah, but it's just on the main road. Like an activity. Yeah, like, I thought, and I thought it was just, like, yeah, 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 like an activity. And I thought it was just, like, cause, like weird pictures on the walls and, like, spooky things. Yeah. And we walk in and we pay our whatever. And, like, no, it's, like, people jumping out at you. And, like, the first time it happened, Jake literally crumbled to the ground in a ball. <laughs> and I was, like... Okay, so you're no help. Yeah, like, that is, it's a weird moment when yeah. you realize... You're fending for... Everyone's fending for themselves. Yeah. Um, it's like that episode in Grey's Anatomy where the girl that gets shot in the restaurant with oh, the Burke thing, and then yeah. he was like, I'll never do that again, baby, and then the... Yeah. Comes back and... She's done. And then he yeah, hides. Hides again. Um, so yeah, great weekend. Love the family. Happy um, Father's This day. is funny. So... My sister has twins, and everyone was just, like, tired by the time we all, like, went home. And we got a text in the group text message um, that my sister had bathed one of the babies twice and, like, put them in the wrong crib and didn't even realize it. Because, like, her husband 
gave her the same baby twice. They were that tired. <laughs> that poor one baby. Yeah. I think they like fast, so it's yeah. fine. But I think they were like trying to feed a baby twice and then they were like, oh my God, everything's all messed up. <laughs> I can imagine that would happen a lot. I don't think it does. No? I think they were just really tired. Uh, but I imagine being, I don't know. They're pretty. Yeah. I think as a mother, you know. That's and true. And they're, That's they true. feel different. Maybe dads do it. Yeah, I think dads probably I could do. see that happening. I think, yeah. Um, listeners, if I sound like I'm You dying, look like you're having a terrible time. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm just very hot. If someone's a doctor, will they let me know what being on your period can do in the heat? I think also, it, sorry. <laughs> I think it can just mess with your hormones. I mean, it is like 90 degrees outside. It's just wet. Like everything. It's like humid. My thighs feel stuck together. Yeah, it's really, really I'm trying humid. to spread them like as far from each other. Yeah. If I did what you were doing right now, they would be literally like water. But I'm not sweating at all. I'm I, so, I think it's because I've been in it all day. Yeah. I haven't had like a break. We got home to our apartment last night, and oh. it was... You have a window unit now, though. Yeah, we immediately turned... Well, it been off. You know, yeah. the bedroom, we turned it on, we immediately got in bed. We're like, we cannot be in this, <laughs> like, apartment. Fuck this. And, um, you know, listeners, I thought, like, oh, it's hot. I'm probably going to, like, eat healthy or not eat as much, because... So, I, no, I persevered. I ate a hot... <laughs> I ate a hot pizza. I thought you were going to say a hot pocket. I, I had... Um, oh, I had these really good enchiladas for lunch. I just, you know, ate a bunch of hot shit. Why did I do that? Yeah, you should have had, like, watermelon. I did have a watermelon smoothie. Funny that you say that. I thought you were going to say a whole watermelon. I could did have a watermelon. I would like to submerge my face into a watermelon <laughs> right now. We'll see. You know what you should do? What? Cut up a banana. Like, into little yeah. round things. My sister did this this weekend. Lay them flat in a Ziploc bag and freeze them. Yeah. Tastes like ice cream. Oh, yeah, they're so good. Mm-hmm. You can chocolate cover them also. Yeah. And then... It's like a nice, cold, healthy Little, snack. I should do that. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Yeah. I could put peanut butter on it. You can also put grapes in the freezer, Oh, too. I love frozen grapes. Yeah. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah, so there you go. I just saved your life. I'm going to submerge How my head. How to save a life. I'm going to submerge my head into the frozen grapes. Or just stick your head. You know what I started doing is putting an ice pack on me when it was really hot. Yeah. Just do that. I should. My When you open our freezer, it looks like a waterfall of air because the cold air, like drops it's really pretty looking (laughs) so um should we get into this episode should we take a break yeah let's take a break because i need more wine and also i'm just gonna like preface this with like i don't really care for it (laughs) yeah besides like the one big thing yeah so so okay we'll take a quick break we'll be right back Right, you guys this episode of the i've always wanted to say this this episode of the on call room is brought to you by a day oh not squarespace not spotify a day um okay so a cool thing we've been talking about them for a couple weeks uh I, every single saturday i wear their clothes to shoot a wedding in this weekend i wore i have their like track pants which are kind of like do you remember those like rip off button pants that mm. we wore in middle school that are like shiny I never worn, but yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you, yeah. you didn't wear blue rip-off pants. I didn't, but... Um, well, they're black like that, like joggers, and they're shiny. So they kind of look... And they have, like, rose gold zippers. Mm-hmm. So they kind of look swanky. Yeah. And I wore them with a black tank top, like, tucked in. So I looked like business, but also everyone knew I was comfortable. But, guys, they're coming out with their first pattern, and I thought this was cool. They sent me a thing about how, like, all their stuff they want is to be, like, seasonless. Like, they don't want you to have, like, summer clothes and winter clothes. They just want it to look good all the time. And it says they're bringing back their first print, which is a Breton stripe. And it says, here's why we love the Breton stripe. Coco Chanel first brought the stripe over to women's wear as a symbol of gender equality. And in parentheses, they wrote unisex. It was originally used on the French Navy uniform, making it easier to spot someone if they fell overboard in parentheses function. (laughs) It has since been worn by some of the most visionary creatives out there, including Pablo Picasso, Andy Warhol, Bridget Bardot, Eddie Sedwick, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Oh, fuck. I don't know who that is. Audrey Hepburn and James Dean in parentheses classic. (laughs) So fuck. Yeah, it's unisex function and classic, which I like. So, um, they're something borrowed shirt and they're another tank, the dream harder tank top are going to come in stripes and it's really freaking cute and you can get first dibs and 20% off. 
So do it. So do it. So go to www.thisisaday.com and use the code ONCALLROOMXAday. Uh, it's going to be written in the show notes, and you can get 20% off your first order. Let us know if you like it. Bree, so, any last words? No, I think you pretty much crushed it. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Bye. thinking the song name for this episode is scars and stitches which is like a an old it's scars and souvenirs oh yeah scars and, and, souvenirs. and i was thinking it was this emo song i used like in high school it's like scars and stitches in my ear i love how you had to do a uh, like air guitar with that <laughs> but like how emo of a song title is scars and stitches what who was that by i don't know it was some like like not very famous just like you know, that sounds like this so like Mayday Parade. Probably. I swear that you don't have to go. <laughs> remember? I don't remember. It was that there. Someone was talking like they're like, "I'm sorry, mom." Like every song was like it had that same like tone. Yeah. I'm glad I, I missed that. I st- I have a playlist that I listen to a lot on Spotify. It's called. Are you this- a little embarrassed? That's yeah. How often you listen? No, to it? I listen to it a lot when I'm in Grand Haven. Oh, yeah, bringing just, back the memories. Yeah, nostalgia is what the playlist is called. Mm. It's a lot of cartel, Rocket Summer, yeah. Dashboard. Yeah. Like, we didn't know how good those times were. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like we didn't know how good it was when, like, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were make like, they like, were, like, Making it. art? Yes. <laughs> like, I just, don't you just think about that? Sometimes, but I try not to get too deep into I know. It because then I spiral into a... A really? sadness. Yeah. I think that in years from now, we're going to be like, but I think we're aware of it. It's like, wow, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a treasure. I already feel that way. I know. He's a national treasure. Like Nicolas Cage. Which I watched that movie. Had you never seen it? I have, but it had been a while. You know what? Where did you watch it? A Netflix. Perfect. I really like that. <laughs> I, you know what, guys? I don't even give a fuck what any of you have to say, because you're all going to have opinions about yeah. this. I fucking love National Treasure. Um, it's funny because it, like, Jake and I, that our biggest fights come from choosing something to watch. That is so funny to me. Like, we can never agree. And he wants to watch people do eating contests. I'm wondering if JK is just, like, still in that phase where, where he's, he's like, letting, letting you me watch, watch what it, I want to watch. It could be. But also, I don't, he's not... He's actually not very big on TV or anything. So I don't right. think he has this, like, intense desire to, like, put on a show. Jake likes to watch, like, easy watching things. Like, things either that he's seen or that are, like, he doesn't like to start new shows. Like, the... I can I can get horrible <laughs> sixes. I can get that. Yeah. Like, at night, I want... Well, we're doing a fucking right. podcast about a show that I've seen seven million times. Right, right. So, obviously. But I do, like... To start doing things, I have to be in the right headspace. Right. But then I end up fucking binge-watching them. Yeah. So the funny thing about this is, though, for the first time in our lives, I was, like, in charge of picking and, you know, but still have to, like, get the okay. And I was like, what about National Treasure? And he was like, yup. And I was like, <laughs> that has never happened. That's amazing. And we both, he stayed Everyone awake. can agree on National I Treasure. I was, like, Instagramming it because I forgot, like, the beginning scene, he's in, like, a snow mo- machine, yeah. like, in an off-roading. You mean a snowmobile? And, yeah, but it's, like, a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's, like, that And he's got that thing. fur hat yeah. or coat on. And then My dad loves that movie. He, he says the Declaration of Independence. He says the phrase, steal yeah. the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. I was like, we should make a drinking game out of this because he says, like, now they're going to steal the declaration, so I have to steal the declaration. You don't understand. If I didn't steal the declaration, yeah. like, he says it. That girl is so annoying, too. Oh, yeah. And they end up, like, did you see the second one? Oh, no. I, well, they have an estate at the end. Yeah, like, which is... You're so defeated, too, at the end when, like, the dad is like, this is the last clue, and then the elevator's going up, and you're like, fuck, they're going to die down there. And then the dad was just like, huh, that's a fake clue. Yeah. And then they go and solve it. And then there's all of that. The treasure. It's it just, like, they it's light just, it. Yeah. Sure it just keeps going. <laughs> I was like, going. wait, this is so unrealistic. How did that even all get down there? I don't know, man, but it's the best. And now I was made. like, now the place is going to burn down. One to ten scalpels. Oh, ten. Ten. Easy. It's, like, just, it's not even a question. It's everything you want in a movie. It's an adventure. Right. Love. Yeah. Jokes. Lots of jokes. The it's, one little sidekick, he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> there's always the dumb, funny sidekick. Yeah. The thing that... um. Like, it reminds me of, like, the only other movie that really does it for me is, like, any of the Jurassic Park movies. New and old. Like, even the shitty ones that were, like, 
Jurassic Park 2. Three. Like, yeah. Yeah, because it's like dinosaurs, action, love. Yeah. Everything you could ever possibly yeah. want. Sometimes cheesy movies are good. But I also was watching this and I was like, is this the same movie as the one with Tom Hanks? <laughs> What's the Tom Hanks It's based one? off the books with the Dan Brown books. Um, oh, the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Nicolas Cage did it first. Um, yeah, he's the OG. Does Nicolas Cage play a character or is he just himself in he every is movie? <laughs> That's in every truly. Movie. He has no emotion. He's he'd be like I'm very sad. Yeah, I know. Or like he is, I'm very happy. Did you ever see The Family Man? Yes. Yeah. Is he also the one who's in, he's in City the, of Angels? Yeah, is in Time Tra- is he in the Time Traveler's wife or some or is that someone else? No, that's okay. um fuck, that's going to bother me cuz he's hot as hell. Nicolas Cage is not hot as hell. Although but, in The Family Man, he is in his underwear at one point, and he has a shockingly nice body. If Nicolas Cage, though, you were single at a bar, and no, Nicolas, it would be like you're fucking Nicolas Cage. Okay, let's say he's not Nicolas Cage, but he's just someone that looks like Nicolas Cage. No, he's and like, talks like Nicolas Cage, and definitely stole the declaration. <laughs> okay, if okay, it's that if he character, stole, what's yeah. his, Gates, Benjamin Gates. If, if it's he, Benjamin Gates, what do you? But Benjamin do? Gates is also kind of a dick. Should yeah. we do a podcast on? The all of the Nicolas Cage characters yeah. and, and if there's any tragedy. differences, yeah, yeah, that will be our bonus episode. They're now switching from Grey's Anatomy <laughs> to everyone's like, I'm unpatroning you, yeah, don't want anything to do with that. I did want to say something about like you and Jake, like watching things or whatever, yeah. and that your biggest fights or whatever. So, listeners. Abby and I have kind of switched it up where we started watching the episodes separately. Yeah. Because it gives us more time. So I usually either do it on my lunch break on Mondays uh-huh. or on the weekend, like the Sunday before. Mm-hmm. And so JK is usually around during those days. And I'll be like, I have to watch an episode. And he so quickly, every time, is like, oh, I'll watch with you. He likes it. I honestly think he does. Like last night... We were laying in bed watching it, and then I had to watch another one, and I was like, you know, I know you have to go to bed soon, so if we have to turn it off, and he's like, no, no, like, I'll, I'll watch the next one. Well, it's a good He was season. asking all these questions, and I was like, and it's so funny, because he'd ask this question where you literally wouldn't know the answer, and or you might know the answer, like, five seconds later. It's like, right. just watch the show. Like, That's a, yeah. Literally, Jake five seconds too. later, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to give you that answer, but then sometimes <laughs> he'd ask a question where it'd be like... Dude, that doesn't come out until five seasons. Like, watch (laughs) the show. But the thing is, like, I think he secretly really likes it. Well, this is a prime season. I know. And he saw the Meredith Drowning episodes, right? No, I watched those alone. Oh, okay. He missed that whole thing. Yeah, but, like, I think he's, like, intrigued. And then, like, at, like, one part, and I didn't really notice this, but, like, the music started, he was, like, towards the end, he's, like, yeah, we're to to the surgery part of the episode. (laughs) And I was, like... Wait, this does kind of have the same theme <laughs> where then they're all in the surgery at the end and there's this like intense music. Right. And I was like, oh, how do we not never, never notice that? <laughs> there's literally like a, yeah. No, yeah. My favorite sections of Grey's Anatomy episodes are the lunch scenes. Mine too. They're just so quippy. Yeah. All right, let's get into this yeah. bullshit. Um, okay, so wait, I think I lost my page. There we go. Okay, so first notes. My first note is I love this song. It's Coop. Pretty sure this is in a different episode, too. It could be. They, I think this song is in, like, a Christmas episode. I didn't even hear the song. It's... Okay. Oh, yeah. Baby. Keep going. Um, I wrote Alex Moves In and everyone has seen Izzy Naked now. What'd you say? <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it. Something about uh, Alex moved in and he's seen Izzy naked now. Yeah, so like, I, I mean, like, George was walking in on Izzy naked when he first moved to their Cali. I don't know. I feel like Why everyone, are people walking in on, like... Also, though, it's funny now that I think about it, like, Alex has slept with Izzy. So, like... So it doesn't matter. No, I know, but I just... I don't know. No, no, no. I No, I know what you're saying, but, like, why is Izzy in such a tiffy? I don't tiffy? know. Tiffy? Is that what I'm I don't about? know. Izzy in a tiffy. Izzy's no, in a tiffy. Rhyme. So Alex lives there now, which is so cute. Yeah, and oh, I wrote Alex moving in question mark. Yeah. Um, but Meredith is all like about her people now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also wrote because you know he says to Izzy, "I'm not interested," and like right or something. And then I right away I was like, "So who is he interested in?" Like I didn't realize that this attachment with this Jane Doe. 
I don't know. Oh, that he's, he's very attached to Jake. Yeah, Paul. and I don't know if he even knows it or would identify it as like I'm interested in her romantically or just. But I think he. Has I think like it gets a, his mind off Izzy and yeah, and he else. has like a savior com- complex, complex with yep. her. Um. So then, like the next scene, I just want to say my note is like George, and I said, "LOL, George is me talking about my shit. No one cares about you know when you're like." really irritated with someone or something and you obviously understand that like no one in your space cares or wants right. to hear about it but you literally can't stop talking about right, it right and then like he's having a conversation with himself he's like you know what she is she's selfish like no she's not selfish she's actually like very giving <laughs> that's you yeah that's me you're also the lady on the phone that calls all her <laughs> friends and tells the yeah. same i love that though um Okay, should we do a shotgun workout? Yeah. So we have Jane Doe. Yeah. We have Mr. Schofield, who is the guy who was shot. So a war veteran. He yep. has like a bullet in his scapula. And then we have Helen Crawford, who is friends with Derek from New York and has a brain tumor. Yep. Who, can I just talk about her for a second? Sure. Loved her accent. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. She I just, feel like she's in another show. Is she, we should look this up at the end. Is she in um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? That's a an odd choice, but it could be cast. Let's see. Guest stars. Uh, Susan Gray, is that what I said? No, Helen Crawford. She is... Mm, what are you asking about? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. She is. <laughs> She's the archaeologist with Blake Lively. Why do I know that? Why? Does it... <laughs> I truly don't know why you know that, but I love it. So those are our people. Um, so, um, what ones do we want to talk about first? Well, I want to talk about Jane Doe because my next yeah. my note is, oh my God, her face is even worse this episode. It looks like they blurred it. <laughs> like it's just so like, bad. like you took a blurring tool and, <laughs> yeah. and did it. How did they put that on her face? I don't, they couldn't, it has to be CGI or something, right? It's really bad. Yeah, it's. I would be scared at myself. They don't let her look in the mirror, right? Not in this episode, but also, in the next one. Also, Johnny Gay mentioned, he was like, <laughs> he was like, wait, she has amnesia? How is she speaking? And I was like, you don't lose your ability to speak with amnesia. You're like, I, I don't think that's true. I'm like, <laughs> I think it is. And right? you're like, I've seen enough grades. I know I, that that's not how it works. You just forget certain things. Right? right, right. It's just like a part of your brain where you lose your memories, not your like motor skills and ability to speak. Right, like I, can, I think it can affect different parts, but... But yeah, try to see what else I have on her. I feel like I don't have a lot. It's just I don't have a lot of notes in general. I know. I feel bad for our listeners. I literally don't have any notes on her other than that. Clearly, she likes Alex. There's a weird thing happening, and it's gonna be bad. I'm sorry. I am getting some episodes mixed up, so I just have to ask: Is this the one where she's trying to pick a face? That's next episode. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Also, like, it's weird to me because Alex has always seemed kind of shallow, and it surprises me that he, like... Yeah, why is he... It's always been weird to me. He's so attached to her. Yeah. And is, like, always coming in and checking on her. The other thing that I've noticed is it's, like, they tend to... Like, he's probably getting close to stepping over a line here, and yet Bailey keeps putting him on Um, that service... And it's like, she does that with Denny. She did that with, like, Christina and Burke. Like, I don't get... Why are they not picking up on these things? Television. Hmm. But, yeah, I and I just wonder, too, if they just think they're being really good. Like, the patient is responsive to them. I think they just assume after the Denny thing, no one would fuck up like that ever again. Yeah, that's true. Also, Izzy, and I don't have a specific example, because I can't remember if it was in next week's or this one, but Izzy, like, I get the Denny thing. She brings it up a lot when, like, her friends are having an issue, and then she just, like, wants to be like, okay, well, the gravity of life is you can lose people. You know what I mean? Like, she always, like, brings it in to conversations when it, like... Yeah, I think I it's... I think it's next episode, yeah. so I'll wait, because I have a note about that. Yeah. So, okay. stay tuned until next week, listeners, because yeah. I have some shit to say about Izzy. Right. Okay, how about we talk about a fun topic? Let's talk about Christina and her old teacher. Dude, he... I forgot about this. He sexually harassed her by grabbing her fucking ass in front of her. Yeah, everyone. that wouldn't have happened in the... Like... It's I mean, so inappropriate. Yeah. And she freezes. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Carl... Carl... 
Oh, he's the only name I didn't write down. Um, same. Um, Carlo, not Carlo. Marlo, Colin Marlo, right? Okay, let's just call him that. Let's call him Doc. I think it's Colin Marlowe, but Colin Marlowe. Yeah, so, so he's a big. So does Chief pull him in to like have him be a potential candidate to become chief, or is he doing it to get his other candidates to like? That's what I don't know, and I don't feel like they ever really tell us that. No, it doesn't make what sense. What do you think? I think maybe Chief wanted to bring in an outside perspective to see if they're a good fit. Yeah, like, but do you think he was bringing him in as chief potential? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. So first of all. I love the scene where Christina and Meredith are in the closet. Meredith's hiding from her stepmom. Christina's hiding from that. Alan Marlowe. From, yeah. And and they like, she's like, wow, you went right to the head of, you know, yeah. cardio. So I just like thought. Like we had people in our class. Right. Ooh. Which it just makes me laugh that that's what Chris, like that happened with Christina. Also then I forgot. So surprising. She's been with him for, she was with him for three years. Like uh, probably her whole, almost whole. Like they career. were a couple. Yeah. And so I guess I understand, well, I don't know. I never understand Burks being upset because like him and Christina have never really sat down and chatted about their past things. And there's like a whole nother conversation we had about whether or not like people should judge you based on what you, who you're with. And if people need to know your whole history, you know what I mean? Like, but, have we had this conversation before? Uh, what do you mean? I said, there's a whole, you said there's just a in whole- life. I mean, like. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering, have we talked about this before? What do you think? Do I don't think, think so. She... Maybe it's another podcast I listen to. No, I just think in general, like, if people ask, I don't think they should have the right to, like, judge you. Like, let's say you've had a ton of partners. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that necessarily is, like, should be a bad thing or a good thing. Or if But you... I'm saying if someone asks, so say your partner, like, yeah. Burke finds out or whatever, and Burke asks, or say Burke asks Christina, does she have to disclose that information, do you oh, think? Oh, um... I think if you want to start a uh, relationship on an honest foot, yeah, you would. Like, if he asks, like, who have you dated before? No, like, who have you fucked before? Yeah. I think you, I think you can be honest with whatever you feel is, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's probably some But that was a three-year relationship. That wasn't. Yeah, that's different than, Yeah, it wasn't, like, a one-night stand, which I thought it was at first. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that it was, like, no, they dated. Yeah. So that was just surprising to me because Christina hasn't even... Well, I guess we've assumed she's been with Burke for like two years or a year or something. Yeah. Um, also, we learn in this episode it's been two months since Meredith drowned because Addison says to Sloan, oh, you made it this full 60 days. Okay, which just a little note on that. I said, Mark saying Addison is worth it while she's saying didn't... Or wait, 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 wait. Mark saying Addison is worth it while the whole thing, while he says, I didn't say I wouldn't look, is like the most fucked up dichotomy. Like, what are you talking about, Mark? I think right. that is so skeezy that he's like, yeah, I didn't fuck anyone, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to look at other woman, women while you were literally standing next to me, but you're worth it. Like, yeah. It's weird. I, if I was, a, well, no, beyond weird, like if I was Addison, I'd be like, you lose. Like, yeah, right, right, 60 right. days, it doesn't matter. Like, you're standing right. next to me being a skis. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I agree that he could have looked without needing to tell her. The fact that he disclosed, you know what I mean? Like, who, yeah. I don't know. That, you can look at whoever you want. But don't, why would you, like, use that as, it's yeah, like he but, wants her to be jealous or something. I don't know, yeah. But yeah, so we learned it's been a two month time jump, just for reference. So, really, she, that's why Meredith's like fine and, and like back to normal, and right. her mother is in an urn in yes. the back of her closet. Yes. Um, also, I love Burke calls Christina a kiss ass right in the beginning. I don't remember that. It's right in like the when the the car, Colin Marlowe like shows up and he like knows who she is or so. I don't know what happens, but Burke says like refers to Christina as she can be a kiss ass, and that's I thought that was funny. Hilarious. Um, were you? I love. I guess you remembered the storyline. I just forgot. I love the Derek and Burke conversation in front of the surgical board, where Derek is like, "So you or so?" And it's like one liners. He with yes, yikes. Oh, like you know, like they (laughs) right, right. They know what they're talking about because like the last time they were, I feel like the last time we've seen like a scene like them in front of the surgical board is when they talk about not being friends in the bomb episode. Right, right. And then this time they're like talking about their girlfriend. Well, Burke did tell Derek he was engaged. That's true, but I'm talking like that moment in yeah, in front of the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And like just these men of like little words, but like they know what they mean. Right, right. Um. I think it's important that 
Um, oh, wait, no, that was in the next one. Yeah, so, I don't know, I don't have anything else on Christina for this week other than it was really shocking to me. Yeah. Especially because she's so non-committal. You don't, I just didn't, I just didn't picture her being in a three-year relationship. How do you feel about, like, Burke's response about, like, marriage and, like, being like, I don't know you? Uh, or was that next episode? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. These two episodes in yeah, my mind, they together. they're, like, whatever. You've all seen them. Yeah. They are, like, very well, close Well, and the storylines, story yeah, they blended. Yeah. So let's talk about um, George finding out Callie has money. Yeah. Which, I don't know, we find that out. And then, of course, he tells... Meredith, who tells Izzy, who then Izzy is a dumbass and says stuff oh to Kelly. Oh my Callie. God, Izzy, shut it's the It's the same storyline in over every... Over and over again, yeah. like, you could afford it. Like, why would you say that? Right, right. Even, like, even, right. I know you don't like Callie, but, like, to anyone in general. Yeah, no, they have no filters. Um, uh, how did you think George's response was? <laughs> about with Callie? Yeah. Like, the fight? Cal- finding out. Oh, I mean, it, I think that would be shot. Well, they, it's the whole, their entire relationship is a disaster. Yeah. They got married without knowing anything about each other. So yeah. I think like, I understand his shock. Right. Um, I just wrote, one of my notes is literally George and Callie is a disaster. And then I really think in their fight in the hotel room, Callie is like what sparks the whole Izzy George thing. Like, I don't think it would have happened if Callie hadn't been like, she has the hots for you because... I don't know. Because Izzy was, like, trying to want Alex in the early beginning of the episode. She, like, was sad that he didn't, wasn't interested anymore. I think Izzy's just lonely because she kept making all those comments about how she doesn't want to end up alone and all this stuff. I really think, like, in that she was having a bad day. You know, like, when you, like, like. Yeah, but as the story, like, progressed, yeah, I guess maybe. I think. George wouldn't have thought of Izzy that way. He was so, like, he laughed when Callie said it. Which I was... That scene was horrifying. You're gorgeous. You're curvy. Like, I was like, what are you saying, George? Well, yeah, when he said, like, Izzy has it all. She's blonde. She's stacked, which is, like, the grossest. Yeah. Like, who would want... Like, like, that would want me. And then... I was, like, cringing when that happened. And I I would respond the exact same way Callie did. Like, what does that make... Right, right. What do you think about me? Then? Right. Oh, that was an awful. And scene. then his response: "You're gorgeous. You're curvy. I never think a woman like you would go for me." It's like, why did you have to throw in your curvy? Yeah, like it's so stupid. It was yeah. Um, I did like though. So then George is an idiot. Is my next note. So then George, you know, goes to Izzy's to drink, and I did like that how that started. He says to Izzy, "Like, I need you to convince me to stay married." And, and Izzy, instead of, like, selfishly being, like, well, I, this only lasts clearly, like, not very long. But instead of her being, like, no, it was a mistake you shouldn't have, she says to him, I think everybody thinks that they're, for, like, right in the beginning. Yeah. And I was, like, there are moments that, like, they're a good friend to each other. But then it clearly, alcohol just unravels everything. Um, I like when they do get wasted. I like the line, of, as he said, don't be grabby. That's, yeah. that's like, a wasted, like... Yeah. Thing to say to a... Right. Do we want to just... I mean, since we're on this one... Keep going with this? Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, My final note was, oh, God, they did it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, OMG, they have sex. I also wrote, they only make out because Izzy is lonely. Like, I forgot they have sex. And I thought it was just, like, a make out first. I just forgot how this all went down. But I really think, like, because that morning she had that conversation with Alex. Oh, she doesn't want to be alone. And he's like, you won't. And he wasn't interested in her. And I just think... She she was being grabby. <laughs> she was being grabby, and she was drunk, and she found... Yeah. And, like, George needed her. I think... I think she loves George. I do, too, but I don't think, I like, think sexually... She, yeah, I think she loves him and, like, misses their friendship and, like, the attention right. that... That comes with. <laughs> yeah. That he gave to her... When he didn't have someone else. Right, right. I agree. And, like, through, like, the Meredith thing, like, Meredith and George sleeping together, like, Izzy was on George's side, you know, like... Right. They've been... It throws a wrench in, like, everything. Yeah. And the Callie relationship was so, um... What's the word? Like, it went really fast. What's the word I'm looking for? I wanted to say... Tumultuous. I don't know. No, I wanted to say, like, it sped up. Yeah. Like, it was... It happened really fast. And so, 
Snowball. What are you? You're saying all these words I'm not meaning. To <laughs> well, you're snowball. doing this, like, and then it went fast. Like it's like it progressed very oh, fast. Okay, is what I meant. Nothing. Yeah. And so there wasn't much time for Izzy to get used to the idea. It's what I was, right. The point I was trying yeah, to make. Right. Not tumultuous or snowball. Well, it was tumultuous. I know. And it has to now snowball. It's funny that we're not on the same wavelength at all. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You seem like you're like. Can we just get through this episode? And <laughs> well, no, I'm no. My brain is just hot. Mm-hmm. Like my brain is. I think mm-hmm. I have a a mm-hmm. brain tumor. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Speaking of brain tumors, what? Oh, the I thought you had news. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, to me, I'm like Derek. Derek is okay. This is a note that explains the rest of what happened this episode. I wrote: Attendings are running amok, and no one is calling anyone. I said, Derek is very big on pushing people to do surgeries they don't want to have. Oh, always. I think it's very inappropriate. He uses his power to be like, no, this is the... He does it to so many patients. Yeah. He does it in his relationship to Meredith. Right. Um, We'll learn about that later. Right. But um, I also said, should Shepard be allowed to operate on his friend? Probably not. Yeah, they usually don't. I wonder, though, if it's like they have, it's like or maybe a, their colleague. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Like how Chief and the one guy was like, yeah. I, just, I think it's more of that. That could, that, that makes sense. Because she is a doctor. Yeah. Um, I do think we should touch on the fact that Thatcher and the stepmom, I can never remember her name, came over for dinner. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Yeah, she comes Too in. soon. Susan, right? Yeah, Susan. Like, first of all, I forgot to, like, when Thatcher goes to, like, fix the light, the, like, breaker, that he lived there. Yeah. Like, that was a little bit of a whoa yeah. moment for me. Well, and, like, her being, like, let us come over or, like, come yeah. over, make chili, whatever. It's just, like... Too much. Susan, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you're not family. Right. You're not. They came there just to... Or, like, if you want to be there for Meredith, so many people bring over meals for people. Don't make her have the meal with you. Yeah, it was Be like, weird. we want to do something nice for you. Like, can we cook you dinner right. and drop it right. off when right. it's convenient to you? Well, it was very devastating to that part when Thatcher's describing that photo. Yeah, and she's like, that's me. Yeah. But then I did write, um, the swing thing shows that Thatcher <gasps> yeah. was once a part of her life. You know, like, she says that it doesn't work, and he's like, oh, I put this thing in there. Because you used to catch your fingers in it. Right. And then, like, bops it, and it swings or whatever. And it is this moment of, like, oh, shit. He really did used to, like, care and think about his daughter. Right, right. I thought it was a really good good writing and just, like, a cool... Like, yeah. that was one of those, like, little Easter egg scenes where you're like, oh, I love that. Like, yeah. just starting with he knew where the breaker was. And then he needed a minute, and then, yeah, there's the pulling the little pin out. And that she says, it's been here for years, but it doesn't swing anymore. I yeah. Just, I just, like, I don't know, I like that. How did you, I mean, did you feel bad for Thatcher at all? I don't know how I feel about him, because I also know how it, like, goes. But I do, I do feel like Ellis pushed him away. So, like, but I, I also, at the same time, feel that he could have pushed back harder. Yeah. I have, like, I think that's, it's, like, a character that I'll never fully understand how I feel about him. And do you agree with, like, Susan, like, being like, you can be mad, like... Oh, yeah. I, I do like Susan's character, because I feel like she's not telling Meredith to forgive everything and, like... Right. But she's, she's like, giving Asking her Asking her space. to open up. Yes. And I'm sure she knows that she's doing it for Thatcher, too, like... Yeah. So... And I thought it was nice that Derek, like... Was there. Was and, there. He's like, I'll come along or whatever. Right. I'll be and your wingman. They force Alex to sit down. That was, like, weird, like... And Alex is so... So unaware of what the fuck is going also on. Also very un-Alex. He's like very kind and he's like, my day was great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just very hungry. Like, yeah, well, I also was like cute moment with Alex and Meredith because it's like their future living in that house. Yeah. I don't know. Just. Um, I had one random question. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like um, Addison and Mark like yell at each other because he does the eye surgery. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I literally had to sew a service. Which I was so, like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> And then the same thing happens with, like, Burke and Shepard. And he was like, you were showboating. Do you think that Derek was showboating when he cut open? Um, Because Johnny K asked me that. I mean, to I mean, me, they I was should, like, that's a good question. To me, they should be able to do that. Like, he's qualified. Yeah. I think it's that there was, like, someone who was more qualified as next door. But he was in surgery. 
Right, but it was probably, I don't know. I When when Burke phrased it as, I wouldn't just cut into someone's brain without, you know what I mean? Like, then that made me kind of, oh, well, yeah, actually, I do think he was, because I don't know a lot about med school and whatever, but I'm pretty sure you get specialized in something, and that means that you're not specialized in all the other things. Well, yeah, but you think about it as surgical interns, they're doing surgery on all these different... Right, but maybe not these, I don't know. I just think... Like, a lot of times they go in, like, Burke, we need you. And it's like, okay, close up. You know, like, yeah. so I think they should have at least tried. Yeah, so you think he was showboating. A little bit. Derek is just, a, wants to be a hero, always. Well, yeah, but I think it's more about, like, and why, I guess my other question is, why are they trying to impress this Colin Marlowe so much? Because they think he, I don't know. It just, because it, literally, I wrote, attendings have run amok. Yeah, but I mean, like, is he, like, a very special surgeon? Well, they said when he arrived, I think that he's, like, I think he's, like, on their level of, like, the best of something. Like, he's done something that has, like, put him on the map. But I think it's more that they think he's, like, in the running for... Okay. And so they, I don't, I don't know. Huh. What do you think? Do you think he was showboating? Well, I don't know. I, like, did, but then Johnny K was like, I don't think he was. So then I was like, well, maybe he wasn't. But now when I heard you say, I was like, well, yeah, he is. So I guess I don't really, I guess I'm just swayed by the people around me. Just a tree blowing in the wind. I'll go either way. Um, Lastly, when, not lastly, but when Susan is walking out of the house, why does she have her arm around Meredith? It looks so weird. I don't remember. She just, like, walks out with her arm around her. It was weird enough to me that I had to write a note. Also, just like the like candle, and also Meredith being like, "It's from the store." About I didn't chicken. make the green beans. Is he said? It's like yeah. just take credit for it, bitch. Yeah, like whatever. Stop being so fucking awkward and dark. Like I know you're dark and twisty and blah blah blah, and your mom said, but like literally, have you never had people over for dinner? <laughs> it's not that hard. Maybe she hasn't. I guess not, but it's not that hard. No. Just fucking sit down and eat your fucking food and kick them out. It's. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But to be fair, I've been in a lot of social it situations. It is her estranged father. Yeah, and I've been in a lot of social situations eating where I'm like, it's too quiet. Just, I don't know what to say. You just hear the forks and yeah. knives and forks and knives. That should be a song. Forks and knives. Uh, what was your song that you sang in Fran- French class? That you- les poissons, les poissons. Oh, j'adore les poissons. Et sont gris, et sont gris, I think it's like originally a song from The Little Mermaid, but we added some different French words. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Um, do you have any outlier notes that... I think I said all my notes. Oh, there was... <clears throat> see, shoot, I can't remember what this is for. Oh, George tells them that Callie has money, and Meredith's reaction is, George, that's fantastic. <laughs> and I just thought that was worth noting because it was funny. Also, we didn't even talk about the bullet guy. All I wrote is, bullet guy teaches us that nothing matters. <laughs> I have no notes Don't on hold him. grudges? I, I don't know. I have no notes on it. I mean, I felt bad for him. But, like, God, yeah. it's another fucking story about Izzy being like, something has shaped me and changed me. About, exactly. Like, Daddy, yes. yeah, it's just always, like, I get it. Enough of it. I mean, I get it. You went through, like, this crazy trauma, but, like, every fucking storyline and every patient is is, like, I've been changed for the better. I also (laughs) almost showed you my boob. I was, like, fanning myself. I don't even think I would have noticed or paid any attention, to be completely honest. Ooh, this will be fun. I have an idea. Well, first we'll do notes and trivia, then I'm going to do my idea. Okay, let's see here. Les Poissons. Wait, that's Shrek the Musical. Where is my notes? Where is the thing? Where did it just go? Oh, my God. Okay, Grey's Anatomy. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. What is this episode called? Stars? A star is born. It's called... And souvenirs. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Who's ready for notes and trivia? I am. Okay, so... (laughs) The episode's title originated from the song Scars and Souvenirs, originally sung by Max Stalling. It had 22.68 million, million, million dollars. And it says, when Izzy goes into Meredith's room after she comes out of the shower, you can see a tag on her back of something she's wearing underneath the towel. Really? We should read these before we watch it. That's funny. Is it? It is. Um, okay, here's what we're going to do new before we rate it. What? We're going to give uh, sneaks of next week of what we're going to talk about. Since sneaks? we know. Yeah, like be like, next week we're going to talk about. Oh. So people going. 
So like pick maybe your favorite thing that you want to. This is fun. Let's add this to every episode. Yeah. I, I, can I go first? Yeah. <laughs> I think what I'm excited to talk about is Elizabeth Moss. Dude. Right. Blessed, okay. be, blessed be the fruit. May she open. He open. <laughs> I don't know. I don't which know what it is. Um, um yeah, there, we have an Elizabeth Moss cameo. And I will talk a little bit more about that next week and how I discovered that it was her because oh. I didn't know. Um, and um, I guess my little sneak is going to be um, probably just about intense hangovers. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. I liked this next week's episode better than this yeah. one. I'm going to rate this one not very high. I'm going to rate it. A five, four, and seven, four point seven five. Um, I r- rated it like on my notes. I've never done oh, that before. That's smart. A three? Um, no, I rated it a four. So oh, both. okay, perfect. Right so, on trend. But after talking about it, I'm changing it to a three. I just really didn't care for this episode <laughs> at all. Yeah. I obviously didn't even remember what happened in half of it. So whatever. It's Listeners, fine. if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at the On Call Room Pod. If you want to find us on Patreon, where you can co-host, which next week we're going to have a patron co-host, um, you can find us on patreon.com slash theoncallroom. And if you just want to find us on the World Wide Web, go to www.oncallroompod.com. Tell your friends. Leave a review. Subscribe. Read my summaries. <laughs> Bitches. Leave a review about my summaries. Yeah, do that. <laughs> This podcast summaries are the best. The podcast blows, but the summaries <laughs> are great. Um, anyway, so thanks for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week to hear about those little sneak peeks. Yeah, that was that fun. Yeah, that was great. Okay, so I'll call time of death. Time of death is 2032. Beep.